Welcome everyone to episode one of Aces Nutrition. I'm Tommy Sheridan and I'm joined by performance nutritionist Jessica Spenlove for our first episode, as we said. And today, it's going to be all about all things training. Spendy, how are you? Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm thrilled to be here. I love talking about performance nutrition when it comes to training because it's like whatever you're training for, if we can give you a little boost, a little tip to get the most out of your session, why not? Well, I, I, I just want to look good this summer and spring, Spendy. So me, selfishly speaking on behalf of myself, I just want to know all, all the things about training that I've forgotten about since I played footy because they're no longer in front of me. I've got to go out to the you know the shops and buy the foods. I can train hard. That's one thing. And I'm sure everyone else is out there. But now we need to get the, the final touches with our nutrition. So all things training, this is a segment where we want everyone to maximize their sessions and then look good feel good. So we're going to dive straight into it and I can't wait. Totally. And the best thing, what we touch on speaks to all of that. So it's not five strategies for looking good, five strategies for feeling good, five strategies for, it's the same thing. So well, strap in. Strap in. Let's start. Do I need to eat before the gym? In short, yes. If you're going to the gym to lift weights, to build muscle, to get stronger, you should be eating before you go to the gym. The only time you wouldn't would be if it's a low intensity, if we're talking like a yoga or Pilates, if we're talking a HIIT class, which is only 30 to 45 minutes. But if we're talking going to the gym, you know, we want to shred, we want to build lean muscle, we want to bulk, lean up, whatever it is, having fuel on board, give you more out of your session, which will help you with the goals that you've got. Right. Let's, let's break it down a little bit. I want to bulk. What am I eating? So we let, well, let's talk about, are we doing morning sessions, afternoon sessions? We should cover off all the types of training because it is going to differ a little bit. Okay. Well, I feel like it's going to be a tough one. Maybe let's do both. Let's do, let's do late Arvo and early morning. Perfect. Because I feel like most people are at work during the day and if they're not, then they're a bit of an outlier. Yeah. I might be the outlier, but I'm just saying, let's be, let's, I think, well, you'd know, do most people come to you with their programs and work out in the morning and night? Yeah, look, that, that would be the, the typical scenario that I would see. And even when we talk about if there is someone who trains in the middle of the day, what we probably touch on for the afternoon will still speak to that. So Beautiful. let's start with our morning birds, people that get up, go to the gym before they go to you know work, the office, the, off- the work site, whatever it might be. If you were going to the gym to gain muscle mass, you need to be eating before you go to the gym. So we'll give you some of those ideas in a second. But what I want to say there is think about it this way. You've had your dinner. You've maybe had a snack. You've then slept for how many hours? Point of that being you probably haven't eaten in 10, maybe even more hours. So if you want to grow muscle, we need to bridge that gap. So look, if we're talking like someone who's at the gym 5, 5.30, I get that it's hard, but just even if you can start with something there. So I know in the uh, last episode or the, the intro one where we touched on what we were doing in this podcast, I threw around the idea of a yogurt quite a lot, but I love it because it's just a pouch you can grab. We particularly want the high protein one. So like your Yo Pros, your Chobanis, they're really good brands. Just straight off the shelves, one of those little ones. Grab and go, bang, love Perfect. it. Um, potentially even there, like if it's a, maybe even like a smoothie or a protein shake. So, you know, if you're living with someone, potentially old Nutribullet at 5am isn't going to be. Oh, we've all had one of those blokes. (laughs) There's always one bloke out there that lives with that elite operator who's blending up something in the kitchen at 5am in the morning and you're going, shut the (laughs) 
<laughs> but love the commitment. Maybe the night before blend it. Yep, night before blend it. Um, but you know, let's keep it easy. Let's grab it. Let's go. And then, um, so we've got that hit of protein, which is important for muscle protein synthesis. Fancy word for growing muscle, and it's also giving you some some energy and some calories because to put on muscle, it's about the training. It's about the nutrition, and when it's about the nutrition, you need to be, if we're hypertrophy, you're gaining in a surplus, but we need the right spread and the distribution, which is protein spread out evenly across the day to give that maximum growth. Love it. So just to simplify for the simple units like myself, you yogurt. need yogurts before you work out if it's an early morning session. That's it. And if you don't like yogurt, it is... We're blending up a smoothie the night before or we're, you know, maybe doing um, a little overnight oats combo or... So we just got to get something in the system pre-workout to put muscle mass on. Preferably a combination of a little bit of protein and carbs. So there you go. Do not do what I've been doing and go to the gym. I'm going to be start. I'm going to start doing that now because I sometimes just get up and go. I think I'm doing you know great things. Get that meal in so I can get above eighty kilos myself. That's there you it. go. Love it. Now it's the afternoon. You just spoke about having a meal before. Mm. You know, waking up at five thirty or whatever it is, mm. nice and early, and you get that workout in. What about in the afternoon? So. Similarly, we, we want to have had something. So if you're training 5, 5.30 after work and lunch is 1 o'clock, there needs to have been something. Since then, four hours is way too long to then go to the gym and think that you're going to train and get the results you want. So, you know, depending on what your day looks like, if you can get that kind of snack in, you know, again, whether it's like a muesli bar, muesli bar and a yogurt, maybe it's some banana peanut butter on toast, maybe it's a sushi roll. Like we're talking that kind of thing two hours before And then as we're getting closer to hitting the gym, that's where we go for that little primer. So the afternoon's a bit different because we've obviously had a couple of meals and snacks across the day, Um, but that's where we want to look at that four-hour window, that meal kind of four hours before, not too much longer. Ideally, we want to bridge that. That snack, like I said, the sushi roll, could even be tuna and rice, could even be some crackers with some different toppings, banana, peanut butter on toast kind of situation. Sushi roll, they're really great snacks for a lot of people. And then um, that little, you know, some dates, a piece of fruit, a banana before you hit the gym. And then definitely what we want to look at what you're doing after, which I'm sure we'll get to. So, you know, if you're working, you're corporate, you're tradie, you're whatever, you're doing something, you're going to the gym, you must have that snack four hours out. So we want the meal four hours out. Yep. So say lunch, you just, I don't know, your chicken wrap or, Just you know, something healthy. Something yeah. With the four with the four, four elements. The that's four it. elements. And the four elements are that's it. We want some carbs, so some rice or some, you know, wraps or some sourdough, some protein, so some chicken, some tofu, some beef. We want colours, pretty self explanatory, just lots of them. Veggies, salad, fruit, healthy fats, smoked salmon, tuna, avocado, avocado, olive oil, nuts and seeds. So meal four hours out, snack two hours out, sushi roll if we're savory tuna and rice if we're savoury, peanut butter, banana on toast if we're more sweet, yogurt, muesli and fruit if we're not sick of that depending on if we've had that across the day. 30 minutes before we want a little primer just to top up just to get ready to go. Banana, dates. There you go. So you've you've done that pair. Four hours out, lunch or whatever you're eating, big meal with your four elements, two hours out, your snack, 30 minutes out, your primer. We've already touched on what a primer looks like. And then you hit your gym session and you bulk up. And you smash it, right? And you've done it, whatever, you've done a vigorous program with, uh, you know, you've been lifting a lot of weights. You're 
you're knackered. You come out of the session. Now what about post-session? And I want to start in the morning now again. Mm. And before we go back to the afternoon slot, what are we eating afterwards? Because I feel like we just ate a lot of food for the afternoon, but in the morning we ate very little. Mm. So does that mean it's different? So no, not necessarily because it's, you know, the thing I want to talk about when we think about nutrition for training, nutrition for performance, nutrition for muscle growth, it's also about what you do 24-7. So while there's like the acute, you know, what we do right before and right after, it's that global chronic picture of what do we eat across the day to compound those results. So post-training, we want to get a meal 30 to 60 minutes after. So that could just be your breakfast. Depending on where you are, what you're doing, if you're taking it with you, maybe you've made your overnight oats with some some milk, some yogurt, maybe you're, you're more plant-based or you've got a bit of protein powder with some oat milk or something in there, fruit, nuts, all the elements. Maybe you're lucky enough to go to a cafe and you might be an egg on toast kind of avocado love eggs, love eggs. operator, which we love. Um or maybe it is like a smoothie. Maybe it's just some frozen banana, some oats, some some milk, some yogurt. Again, if you're not too big on that, maybe we're subbing that out for a, a protein powder. Um, whiz, bang, off we go, all the things. I love it. I love it because this probably applies to me. I'm trying to put on some muscle mass afternoon shift as well. You've had a fair, uh, I guess, pre-workout meal plan there, four hours, two hours and 30 minutes mm-hmm. after the workout. You're probably around that dinner time, aren't you? Yeah, so what I see a lot of people doing is not preparing before. They're starving after. They think, I've got to smack down the protein shake, and then they're eating dinner within 30 minutes after the protein shake. And what that's doing is you're not maximizing those two occasions. So, again, what I'm doing is I want to move the protein shake to earlier on in the day, not necessarily physically the protein shake, but the what that represents. And then maybe we just have that meal 30 to 60 minutes after to get that good hit of protein in to help with the muscles and the recovery to get some carbohydrates in to you know refuel to get the colors because they help us be healthy and the healthy fats as well so 30 to 60 minutes post-session we want that post-training snack or meal beautiful and now you've spoken about a lot of food Mm. and you've always said your big big believer is we want food over supplements so let's say we've done everything correct and we've we've put all the food into our Mm. um you know we're fueled with food Mm. as you'd like to say where do the protein shakes and the creatines and all this kind of stuff, where do they come into it? I know the creatine puts a bit more, you know, there's a bit more liquid in it. What's it do to your muscles? It puts a bit more size on, but isn't it just to help blow them up a bit and put a bit of, I don't know what it is. What is it? Look, in the short term it can. Like when you d- take creatine, you can like retain a bit of extra water. Water, so that's what I was trying to say. Psychologically it can kind of be like, oh, yeah, I've puffed up here. Look big, <laughs> yeah. But then it just goes like that, I feel. But the way that it works, it is actually giving you more of the substrate that fuels that. ATP. I'm probably being very technical, but basically you go to the gym, you lift weights, you're using a specific energy system. It gives you more fuel to kind of repeat that. So when we dip into like running, endurance running, that's when we're relying on oxygen and carbohydrates. So it's different. So it's just helping re kind of fuel and reboot the system so you can lift heavier for longer. Now, sorry, let's go to protein shakes because yeah. I think they're very common. I love a protein shake. Last night, went to the gym real late. Yep. You know, I was up all morning, had a little nap, then went to work all day, got me dinner in, went to the gym, and I was just like, I had a massive dinner. Yeah. I just want a protein shake and go to bed. What's the go with the, they, Is it enough energy and is it enough fuel after the session? 
Look, they're super convenient. So one thing I really like about protein powders are that they're convenient. I guess where I come from is I just don't want that to like be the easy option where we're just skipping food and having that. There are definitely different types of proteins. So that's what people should be aware of. Like you can get your your WPI or even a lot of your, your vegan proteins and all they are is protein powder. So again, as you know, and you're going to hear me say all the elements, we, we don't just need protein, we need the carbs, colors and healthy fats. So, you know, if we can make that more of a holistic kind of smoothie, which contains all of those things, we put some fruit or some berries, we maybe put some oats, we put some coconut water, that you know, or some milk, it becomes a bit more complete. Um, but then we can kind of get the more mass gainer ones, which to be honest, most of them are really just that protein, whether it's whey or the vegan, and then they've added carbohydrates. So, you know, with a lot of those ones, you're kind of paying a lot more for something you could naturally do yourself. So what I kind of tend to recommend to people is get your WPI or your plant-based proteins, and then let's add stuff to it, which gives you more nutrients and fills it up. So, Look, I'm, um, you know, food first, as you know, but there is definitely a place for protein powders. Um, it can either boost up a meal. So like your oats makes higher protein content there, or it's just convenient. Like you said, I've had my dinner. I want to have something after. But like I said, just take that lens of what can I add to it to make it a bit more complete. I love it. All things training right here. Do I eat before the gym? The simple answer is Yes. Depending on the uh, if it's morning or, or afternoon, you've obviously got a bit more time to prepare for the afternoon, mm. but get something in to put on muscle mass in the morning, whether it's a yogurt to go or something like that. Love it. Now let's flip let's flip it. Now I want to lose weight. I want to I want to just lose body fat. I want to lean up. I'm a, you know I'm I'm a beast. I want to get I want to lose whatever. Right? I got a goal. So for me personally, I'm trying to put on weight, muscle mass. But for someone else out there that wants to lose weight, maybe shred a little bit, but also get rid of some body fat. What's the difference between what you just spoke about then? Look, a lot of people are surprised when I kind of lay it out for them. Obviously, there needs to be a calorie deficit, so volume will change, but often that will come from potentially reducing, I'm not saying removing, reducing the amount of carbohydrates at certain meals and reducing the amount of healthy fats, very energy dense. What it doesn't mean is a lot of a lot less frequent eating because growing muscle and even retaining muscle when we're in a deficit, it's about regularly think of it like a plant it's kind of like if you knew I've got this plant and I need to water it five times a day that is exactly what needs to happen whether we're trying to gain muscle or lose body fat because we want to retain it the difference then comes in what we pair with that so we still want those regular occasions of eating some sessions might be fasted but again like if you're going to the gym and you're wanting to put on like retain your muscle in the process I'd still be eating something before you go I'd still be having a good recovery meal. It's just when we're getting further away from the training session, we maybe start to have, like I said, less carbohydrate, less healthy fats. The protein piece is still there because that satisfies us. It retains the muscle when we're in a deficit. And then we're like abundance of colors, salads, veggies. There's not much in them. They have a lot of fiber, which fill us up when we're trying to be in a deficit. So I think what I see a lot of people doing wrong is they go, I want to lose weight. I need to eat less frequently. I drop things out. So I might only eat two or three times a day. Whereas it's like you'd actually be more beneficial in still eating four or five, just smaller meals and focusing on what's in them. There you go. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I know this, I've seen athletes do it. Their skin folds are high. This does work. You don't feel great. You know, I've had my second coffee today. Might have 
two strong, you know, lattes in the morning. So you've had four shots, metabolism, you know, you're not hungry and you can just get through and all of a sudden you can still tick the box of what you have to do. You do lean up, but it's a bit of a cheat code, isn't it? That's it. And I mean, it's kind of like, how do you want to go about things? And I think people are looking for a bit more of a sustainable approach. And like, you know, as you know, I'm very, I'm a realist. Like I like to eat the food and, you know, have some bevs at times. And when people want to have the goals, it's like, you can still do that, but how do we, how do we kind of best sustain and maintain that? And if you apply this kind of regular repeated eating, which might slow things down, doesn't speed things up as quickly, but it will mean when you get to where you're going, you can stay there a lot easier. I love it. So should I train fasted or not? So if you're going to the gym to do weights, I wouldn't. If you're doing a cardio session and it's like a 30 to 45 minute, you can, but anything longer, like a 60 minute plus kind of run, I know like, you know, you, you're quite the runner. So and if oh, anyone 60, else- 60 is a lot. I wouldn't okay. go longer than- All right. If it's a 30 minute run, you can train, you can definitely do that fast. So fasting's fine. And is that good to shred? Fasting, if it's cardio and it's like 30 minutes or less, or it's low intensity. But if you're going to the gym to lift weights, to build muscle, even if you're trying to lean up, you need to be having something before you go. And why is that? What's the term there? What are we using with our body and our systems? What's- so we start to provide our body with some fuel, which helps you lift more in the session, but it also starts the process of that muscle protein synthesis. So you start to kind of give your muscles some of the, the fuel that it needs post-session to repair and replenish. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, you're just not gaining, are you? So yeah, you yeah. actually might, you wouldn't be, so your actual performance in the gym, you're probably, you're not going to be lifting as heavy the next session if you don't do the right things with your nutrition. The thing I hear a lot of people say is like, my goodness, I have so much more energy in the session or I recover like quicker or I'm going for longer. So that's the difference. Like by having something on board, you'll get more out of the session and then nailing your nutrition after you, you maximize the adaptation, which means you get the most out of the session. Do you feel, I mean, you're no, you know, strength and conditioning coach, but you've worked with the best for however many seasons, 12 or 13. Do you find that people just apply this mentality towards their gym program and, and kind of just don't really give their nutrition a chance? Totally. It's, it's, it's like, it's, a gym program, something is a bit more tangible, whereas nutrition, something which isn't as tangible. And it's also, it's dialing into how you, f- you feel, which again is something which is less objective, but, and it's also just trying a few things like, you know, what you told me before, before my, you know, really intense sessions, I didn't used to eat much because I, I'd vomit. Like if people have some kind of adverse effects when they've tried something, they can kind of be put off it. Whereas, you know, it's kind of like, this is what you need to do, but this is your list of options. And it's having that knowledge to do that. So yeah, I think like people want to dial into their training, which I like, I love, but it's like by not looking at the nutrition or neglecting it, you're getting like, 50% 50% or less than what you could have out of it. Mm, that's well said. So what are the benefits of training fasted? Like for example, this morning I woke up, we actually discussed before jumping on the pod, I need to get moving, I need to go for a run. So I went for a 25 minute run, medium to high intensity, felt amazing, but didn't eat before mm. it. Is there any benefits of doing that? And that's, yeah, training less than 30 minutes fasted is actually like a strategy which we can use to kind of build um, endurance capacity. And also there is some evidence around like shifting body fat. I guess the thing where that kind of then flips is if that session goes for a lot longer, that will kind of be negated by the lack of performance from the lack of fuel. So there's a benefit to doing it if it's less than 45, 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. 
There you go. What's the anabolic window? Anabolic window, a lot of like it gets a lot of hype. It's around like the time between training and then eating. And I think what a lot of people think is, you know, after that kind of 60 or so minutes, it's like the doors open and then the door closes. It's like, nah, you don't get the results where it's like it's not as it's not as short and sharp as that. While we want to kind of get something in in that 30 to 60 minutes after training, what is also more important is taking this recovery as a 24-7 lens and it's then, as I've touched on, like looking at, okay, well, what am I doing across the day? What am I doing across the next day? So this consistency piece, and one of my favourite sayings is consistency beats intensity, and that's because it's, you know, people get it in a money sense. It's like, you know, we contribute to super, we contribute to shares, and in 30 years' time what we've put in has grown. Like people get that concept. Health is the same. The if compound effect. Compound effect of your health and your nutrition multiplied across the days, weeks, months, years. There you go. Mm. So don't have to be perfect at the start, but just consistent. Consistent. And grow as you go. I love it. Now, how important is that post-training meal? Look, it is It is important for a few different reasons. One, like it does kind of refuel, repair, replenish what you've just done. So there's that benefit. But the other thing which I like to talk about is what is the consequence of not nailing that? So, you know, you've done a really hard session. You actually don't feel like eating. Your body's kind of primed to do the opposite. It's like, okay, I get I need to eat more. I've trained hard, but I actually don't feel like it because of lactic acid and whatever else might be going on. But if you don't get something substantial in, you know, more than 20 grams of protein, that carbohydrates, colors, healthy fats we've touched on, you'll probably find in a few hours or later that day or the next day, you're starving, you're hungry, you're ravenous, and you can't get on top of your appetite. So that's that kind of consequence of what you haven't done post. So again, maybe if you don't eat for two hours, if you can bridge the gap, bring it forward. Can we do 90 minutes or can we do 60 minutes or can we have a snack, which then bridges the gap to that meal? So so yeah, all that that strategy on how you can just be a little bit better with it. Because sometimes you do, depending on the workout, yeah. generally you are hungry if you haven't. Like, I feel like if it's a high-intensity cardio workout, so, you know, those hit sessions where you're on the ski erg and you're on the assault bike and then you're on the rower and you're pushing up and up downs mm. and all that and it's like, wow, where's the bucket? I need a, I need a, If you do work your ass mm. off and you've had maybe a meal too close to the training, mm. but – if it's um if it's just gym, generally you are quite hungry. Mm. So you're saying to those people that do those hit sessions and feel a little bit sick, just get something in in that thirty to sixty minute window, and then the quicker we can get a big meal in, the better. Versus just leaving it and worrying about it later and becoming yeah. an issue down the track. Yeah, it's probably two pronged. It's if you don't feel like it because if you've trained really hard, or even if you've trained but you're like, I've got to get to the office, I've got to do this, and it just gets put on the back burner. You want to be getting something in that. 30 to 60 minutes. So if you can't get a meal, make it a snack. Our friend, the smoothie, our optimized protein shape with some oats or fruit in it, our good friend yogurt, which I love to touch on with some muesli and fruit, something like that, quick and easy, yogurt, oh, sorry, um, tuna and rice if it's an afternoon type session. And then you can push that out to, you know, one or two hours for the meal. But most people, if they can just have that meal, like if it's a morning session, have breakfast after, and if it's an evening session, have dinner after within that time frame, happy days. You've nailed it. Just a random one because I was at the uh, survey last night mm. after my gym session. I got a protein shake mm. and there's protein bars. Mm. Are there preferred, are there preferred uh, I guess, options from you or they're the same thing? Um, to be honest, I mean, without knowing specific brands and everything, shakes can tend to be a little bit better than bars because bars are often like – 
not in all instances, but they often use a mix of different protein powders. Um, and often you can find there's a lot of other stuff added in there. So, you know, for me, I don't, I hate looking at a label and it's like, I can't even read that. What, you know, A, there's five sentences and B, there's way too many numbers on there. So I think that's something to be mindful of. You can also feel pretty crappy when you eat a lot of artificial sweeteners and mm. which can be loaded into those things. So yeah, a drink. I really like the, um, Shout out to some brands, why not? Rockaby, the protein smoothies, which you can get down. It's a, it's a kind of a fusion of like a smoothie with a bit of boosted protein. Really like that. I think that's the one I'm getting. Is it a honeycomb one? Yeah, I think banana and honeycomb. Yeah, there's one mm. there. They're the ones the boys from Freo mm. got me on them. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're good. Or there's a good sport that's just come out, which it's um, probably not big enough for like you'd probably need two or that with something. But, um, yeah, that's, a, that's another good option there. But I do really like those. Rockaby protein smoothies, they're great. I just feel like the protein shakes or smoothies are just, they're easy to get down anyway. Mm. You just go and smash one and mm. job's half done and then get mm. a meal in you. So That's it. Nah, well said. So, Spendy, next question. How do I gain muscle and not fat? Yeah. So it's literally what I'm trying to do right now. So this yeah. is another question for me, but there's a lot of people out there that want to get their rigs ready for summer, you know? I'm hearing you. Summer rigs are built in <laughs> winter. We're now in spring. We're playing catch up. How do I gain muscle and not fat? This is going to blow a lot of people's mind, but the recipe to gain muscle or fat, it's the same. It's a calorie surplus. How we gain muscle rather than fat is three things. One, you need to be training, preferably in the gym a few times a week. Two, you need to be really spreading out your protein and getting that kind of three meals and one or two snacks across the day. And three is the rate at which you do it. So Going to the gym, smashing food, gaining weight rapidly, we're not going to then target the muscle. So you've got to be hitting the gym probably three or four times a week from a weight's point of view, regular pulses of protein across the day. So good starting point, five times 20 grams. You'd be getting way more than that at lunch and dinner, but you know breakfast and snacks probably not enough. So it's kind of look at breakfast and snacks as a starting point and you know dinner, it should be about a, a third of your plate as a reference point. And like I said, the rate is really important. So you don't want to gain any more than half a kilo a week because then you would be gaining more fat than muscle. And similarly for our friends that might be wanting to, to lean up a little bit, it's kind of, it's the same formula. You need to be active. You need to be hitting that protein distribution and you don't want to be losing any more than half a kilo a week because if you are, again, it's not fat. Unfortunately, the way we're programmed is to gain fat more quickly than muscle and also when we lose weight quickly where um the way that we're designed is we hang on to fat so thanks to the ancestors living in their caves you know hunting animals and eating very irregularly thousands of years ago we've still got those genes so our bodies are like well if we're in starvation we we need to hang on to the fat because that's going to give us more fuel over the long term so muscle will lose so we need to be very strategic about how we we gain and lose. So the three things, your training, your protein distribution, and to gain no more than half a kilo a week being in a surplus and to lose the exact same, but it's a deficit of oh, half There a you kilo. go. Talk about education, everyone <laughs> out there listening. You probably need to get your notepad out and rewind and listen to that. What other tips have you got for leaning up? 
give me some more tips. You know me, the skin folds are always a little bit high. I work my ass off and trying to get them down. I personally feel it's gym. It's doing another session. I've always thought that. I've felt like I've done a lot of things. Everyone's bodies are different. Mm. Some people could go and eat some mm. average foods and they look, you know, look like Hercules, right? And then there's some that really need to work harder for to look, you know, mm. to go down Bondi and take their shirt off and walk around and, mm. you know, how you're going. What are your tips to learning up? So this is where, again, this consistency over intensity piece, like what I see a lot of people is the Monday to Friday diet and then the Saturday, Sunday blowout. And it's like by eating in such a deficit Monday to Friday and then when you're probably your most active, so that mismatch isn't there. And then on the weekend when you're probably not very active and you're just like, oh, I've banked my credits Monday to Friday, I'm going to go do this. That mismatch is what's holding you back. So it's not about being, you know, seven days a week, no fun on this eating plan, but it's just if we can kind of have less like peaks and troughs, that will really kind of fast track that along. But yeah, you need to move daily, combination of cardio, you know, recovery and and weights, Um, but bridging the gap between that restriction mindset and then I'm blowing out on the weekend (laughs) mindset and we've got strategies for that. We will talk about yes, that because, you know, I'm all about, I'm here to have it all. Like I love a You're love, a realist. I'm a realist. You have we to We know be. that everyone has a blowout on a weekend and yeah. we know we feel like shit if we do mm. that. But you're saying that if we can just get that exercise in on the Saturday and you can have a few drinks Saturday night yeah. and you might feel average Sunday, but if you can continue to move and continue to eat good foods and totally not, not cheat too much. They do talk about cheat days. What are your thoughts? Like, that's another question I got for you. Everyone says have a cheat day. I don't really agree with it. I what don't do you subscribe. Think? I don't subscribe to that because again, that mindset's really about, I have to, to eat like, you know, to the, to the gram through the week and then I just blow out. I don't subscribe to that. I don't think it's a, a way people can live their life. I I think it's like we said it's strategies so you know for the Saturday evening the bevs it's like we want to eat before we go and I know we've got an episode on alcohol so we'll talk a lot more about this but eating before you go getting up in the morning and moving you know do the crime do the time and also then getting back to your you know your regular three meals and one or two snacks the next day rather than going oh I'm in bed I, I feel terrible I'm not moving on oh, next minute it's one o'clock and I'm off to KFC or something and then I've had like two meals and all of a sudden you've got the threefold effect of all the bevs eating irregularly and then eating a crappy meal and then not moving it's mm. kind of like if we just kind of have one of those we can get away with and then the other two we just need to bring them back in a bit quicker. I love it. I love it. It's it's a great tip. Now, just let's go through some snacks. I want you just to name – you can, you know, drop brands. We got, mm. There's no endorsements here yet. If anyone wants to get involved, <laughs> we're ready to go. But we want – You've got to meet the criteria though. Exactly right. So I want you to help people out there because, again, when you walk down the aisles at all the supermarkets, there's a lot. Totally. It's, it's overwhelming, you know. It's – about knowing what to eat, when to eat mm. it. You've got your Instagram page. Again, anyone out there, head to Jess's Instagram page because there's amazing work there for you to just see what you need to do and go buy. Let's start. Morning options. We're talking about all things training right mm. now. Gaining weight. We spoke about it. Yogurt. Chibani and Yopro, my two there. Siggy's is also a good brand. And then Farmers Union have a protein one. But the key with the yogurt is we want to look for one of the higher protein options. So your Yopro, um, who I'm a big fan of, just your, even your standard and then the Yopro Perform, both great. Your Chibani's are great. Like I said, it's Siggy's and then it's your Farmers Union Protein. They're all really good options for that. 
and let's get real. Uh, there's some perfectionists out there. There's lot, you know, there's some flavored ones. Mm. There's some non-flavored, no sugar. I'm pretty. Is mm. there a preferred or not? Nah, just get one in. Just get one in. So like there are the the plain ones, but if we're going from, if you're not a big yogurt person or we're making a big change, again, like something's better than nothing. So people look at it and go, oh, there's 15 grams of sugar in this one with the fruit. And it's like, okay, well, if you can get the plain and you like it and you want to add fruit and then you want to do this, but if that's a step too far, 15 grams of sugar from a really good quality yogurt compared to what we're having in the snack cupboard at night by not getting the high protein snack in the morning. Again, it's like, what's that trade off? So Love it. have the flavor you like people. Love <laughs> it. Now let's people, there's a lot of people out there that don't like yogurt, mm. right? Or they, you know, whatever you call it. Is it, what do you call people that don't have dairy? What are they called? Lactose intolerant? Yeah, they're, oh, they're just, yeah, lactose intolerant. Yeah, so or, give them an option. So if we're going away, for, if we're talking yogurt, there are some soy ones on the market. So Let's go away from it. Let's get enough. Just a oh, completely different snack. Right. So let's go maybe Team Savory. We might go some like crackers. I'm a big fan of like the- um, In night- the morning though, like five, remember this is pre, this is early morning. Oh, this is first yeah, thing in the morning. I'm going to go so start. morning tea. Sorry, no, no. This is that This is that person getting out of bed, quick little yogurt, go to the gym. It's oh, an alternative snack for that. So I- Piece of toast with peanut butter. Oh, bang! Toast, chuck Beautiful. it in. Bang! Peanut yeah. butter. If it's not peanut butter, can be gen- can it be anything? Did you uh, anything like that or not? Peanut butter. Peanut butter is good because you get a bit of fat. protein and healthy fats there. Okay, so yeah. peanut butter. Yeah. If you don't like those two snacks, yeah. Banana. Yeah. That's enough. Banana on toast. Beautiful. You've banana done your workout, <laughs> right? You've done your you've done your training. Next. <laughs> Next thing. So you've done your training. Now we need to get some more fuel in. Give me some options. So for breakfast, uh, honestly, the overnight oats gets a real workout with me. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient. You know, you soak your oats in whatever liquid. So if you're plant-based, it might be soy milk. If you're, uh, again, you might mix some protein powder into milk. It's a really good option. Or you might be just old school cow's milk and, and uh, yogurt. Or again, if you're not into that, maybe it's a, an egg wrap, maybe that you've made the night before, or you might swing by a cafe. And if you can get, you know, a couple of eggs on a wrap with some smoked salmon, with some colors, some tomato or whatever, um, happy days. Or again, you know, I know the yogurt gets a real workout, but the deconstructed yogurt bowl is, I like this is idea. really popular. It's, yeah, it's just easy and it mm. ticks the boxes. You know, oat-based muesli bar, big fan of the Carmen's there. Carmen's are my favorite. Um, squeezy pouch yogurt. So we've got our Chobani or Yopro do that and then a piece of fruit. Pa- bang. Bang. And then off to work. Or do off you- to work. Okay, it's a great start to the day. We're off to work. It's lunchtime, you know, whether it's smoker or lunchtime. Mm. What do we have in there? So we spoke about tuna and rice. I'm a big bowl. I love a bowl. So it's like, you know, again, we've got our elements, protein, 20 grams. So tin of tuna, maybe it's a barbecue chook. Maybe you've cooked some tofu up the night before. Maybe you've got leftover mints. I'm a big taco burrito bowl kind of gal. So that's our protein. Carbs, again, those rice cups. Like I love them. I use them nearly every the day. The 42nd ones in the microwave. Oh, unbelievable. Beautiful. If we can get multi-blend, and when we do the gut health episode, we'll talk a lot about that. But if you can get the ones with a few types of rice or- The quinoa and brown rice combo. Beautiful. Got them. They're the go-to. Colors, pre-sliced salad, make your life easy. You know, the kale slaw bags or um, I was at Woolies the other day and shout out to them. They have these like goodness green salad thing. Honestly, I buy that. Put some rice, put some um, tuna or tofu in it. Yeah. Bang. That's amazing. And thank you for going. I, I, I want to rewind quickly. Bacon. We didn't talk about bacon with the egg. Is that a completely no-go? Because I feel like bacon, I don't know. Look, it- it's not It's not 
it's not a great food in terms of I wouldn't be eating it every day. But look, if you like it, again, this is where it's like it's not not having anything, but it's like don't have the bacon every day, a couple of times a week. So, so twice a week's max. Twice a week max. From yeah. the performance nutritionist. From the performance nutritionist, yeah. Okay, I, cut I might get out. some hate mail for that. It's funny when I, like some of the in- infographics I put up, sometimes I'll include ham, which like ham off the bone and I'll often get comments like, oh, it's a grade A carcinogen and it's like, you know, there is some correlation with like bacons and these cured meats and risks of like bowel cancer. So that's why we do say like limit and reduce, but um. I can get some hate mail when I like oh, look, include we, the real life examples. That's fine. People like that. There's lovers, there's haters. We just <laughs> focus on the love. So no bacon, just get the eggs, salmon and avocado would be the nice one for brekkie. We just touched on lunch. Now we're going through the day while we're s- still talking all things training. Um, you know, those people that may be going to the gym mm. later on, we've mm. already touched on some, some options, but that, that meal you just spoke about would be the, the meal you'd have four hours out most likely. Yep. Now we're hitting that, you know, 2 PM, 2 30, that two hours out of mm. maybe getting another hit or yep. heading home. What's that? So you said sushi rolls is a sushi good option. Sushi rolls can be good. We might do our cracker. Like this is where like those um, Arnott's nine gram Vita wheats and then again, depending, cottage cheese and tomato might be like smoked salmon and avocado for a bit more sweet ricotta or cottage cheese with like berries and banana and honey. Um Snack plates are quite a good one if you're working from home, maybe if you're not on a job site, but, you know, a lot of people love a cheese and a cracker, whereas it's like, well, can we do that? Maybe add some veggie sticks, maybe add, you know, some a boiled egg. So what, like carrots and um, uh, celery celery and yep, hummus tomato, or something like that? You, you, hummus. A fan of hummus? Yeah, I love it. What about the spicy hummus? Is that all right? Yep, delicious. Yep, so, yep, yep. beautiful. So that's all ticked. Yep. Any other combinations out there for people? Smoothies. Um, what else have we got? Like, again, if we haven't overdone the, the yogurt usually fruit option, um, but, you know, whether you're buying a smoothie or making a smoothie on the way home, a little like, yeah, no, um, yeah, overnight oats can even sit there as well. So you probably hear me say the you same hear the things same. over, you do. but it, they can move around. So obviously it's not yogurt five times a day, but I want people to know that can be a breakfast option or that can be a snack option or it can, you know, you know sit somewhere else. So it's not 50,000 different things, it's kind of the same thing. And change it up. Change up the muesli, change up the fruit, change up the topping so it's kind of same, same but different. I love it. Now we get to – so we've done our training. Dinner. Give me some dinner options and I'll just give you some, you know, some – I mean, you've heard them all before. Yeah. I'm a big Mexican. I love Mexican. It's super easy. So, again, that burrito bowl concept, which is great for leftovers, fajitas, whether we do like the chicken or the beef option. Guzman Gomez, by the way. Oh, like they do, shout Guzman, out to them. Like, great, great. If, if you're on the fly and it's like I haven't prepared, like this is all well and good, this is about being intentional, but if you just need to grab something quick, convenient, cost-effective, GYG. Their bowls are the elite. Win. Extra chicken, yeah. avocado, they've got the brown rice, yeah. beans, salad, yeah. they've got everything, all the four elements. All the elements. And that's a perfect dinner, isn't it? Yeah. Give me some other options. I'm, a, you know, I'd order that regularly for myself if I'm, you know, needing something. Same here. Um, look, the old salmon's a good option. 15 minutes in the oven, again, with this brown rice and pre-sliced salad kind of combination. Um, I mean, we're moving into warmer months, but soup is such a good thing to cook up and have. Like I'm doing this chicken minestrone thing at the moment, which we've got our veggies, we've got some pasta, some chicken, some different like beans, super easy, have it with some bread or have it on its own. Done. Just on bread, you mentioned prior to another, I think it was the other episode or maybe when we were talking, 
good breads and bad. What's a good bread and what's a bad bread? Because people don't really, I don't reckon people know. Sourdough is great. Basically, if it's dark and it's grainy, it's a better option for you. But, you know, if if we're needing something and we're about to go for a run, you might not, you, you actually want something that's going to digest quick. But day to day, 95% of the time, sourdough or dark grainy, you know, rye bread with grains in it type thing. So white bread's the opposite? White bread's, white bread's like right before you're about to run and you just need something digested. Yeah. Otherwise, dark and grainy. All the fiber. I love it. I love it. And if you do all that correctly, you do all that correctly, there's no need to have a snack before bed. There's no sweets. There's nothing. You should be able to finish your day, have dinner, get on the couch, maybe do what you got to do before bed, unwind, and then hit the hay. That's it. I mean, look, if you've had an early dinner and you go to bed late, you might need a snack. But if you're someone who's like, Dinner just is a catalyst for you being hungry, craving sweet foods. I promise you, you're not nailing that front half of the day and that will get less and quieter. And it's nearly kind of like you might be on the couch and then you might nearly catch yourself and go, oh, I don't actually have that desire to go to the freezer and get the ice cream out because that is your body and your brain's way of saying, hello, haven't had what I need. Yeah. And just the last one. So people, some people love desserts. They love something. There's a lot of talk about fruit and having too much sugar. Is there is that a is there too much fruit that you can have? Because we've already mentioned our days, mm. you know, diet plan. Look, it's very rare I've ever met anybody who's eating too much fruit. And I mean, if if we're getting to the point where some like should be having about kind of two to three pieces a day, um, if it's small like a kiwi fruit, like two of them equals one. Very rarely have I met someone who's just having like you know ten bananas a day, and it's kind of like hold on, we need to pull that back. I'm hesitant to say having too much fruit's a bad thing because I've never met anyone who can't look into something else in their eating rather than eating less fruit. Mm. So like if you're punching down two liters of orange juice a day and you're not like an 18 year old draftee, (laughs) you probably don't need that. (laughs) You might need to look at something else, but whole fruit. Yeah. There you go. Well, we've just touched on it. All things training. Anyone out there that's trying to put on weight, training, lose weight, um, lose body fat, that is what your day should look like. We haven't missed anything? I don't think so. I think we've ticked it all off. There you go. Well, mm. I think that's all things training. So there you go. There's episode one of Ace's Nutrition with Jessica Spenlove, all things training. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. This is a new concept. Like I said, snack size podcast for you on your commute to, to work or maybe heading home or just walking around exercising thinking about your training program we we'll see you next week for another episode of aces nutrition thank you for tuning in <laughs>